Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show, A Balanced Life for You, where you design the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Rhonda Cimarelli. I'm an accredited transformational coach as well as an NLP practitioner. The purpose of this show is to provide you tools and resources as well as inspiring interviews from women all around the world. Here at A Balanced Life for You, we believe every woman deserves to love her life, not just live her life. Working and teaching using core principles of honesty, integrity, and excellence, our credo is this, live, laugh, and learn. Be happy, say please and thank you, smile, be honest, truthful, and authentic. Love and respect yourself today, tomorrow, and always. Mind your manners. Help someone just because. And unless you've walked a thousand miles and in another shoes, keep your opinion to yourself. It's now time to bring frustration into focus so you can feel calm, be confident, and regain control of your life. On today's episode, I'm very excited to share with you a fabulous interview I had with an amazing woman. Her name is Adele Spragan. She is a behavioral change expert, an award-winning author of Shift, Four Steps to Personal Empowerment, as well as an international speaker. If you've ever been stuck, if you've ever looked at a goal and wondered, why can I not achieve this? You're going to just love this interview I have with Adele. And in this interview, she talks about how we, meaning you and I, are actually creating our own problems and how dealing with the underlying patterns rather than changing the behavior makes change much easier. It is more simplified and easier to digest. So without any further ado, here's my interview with Adele. Tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is Adele Spragan, rhymes with dragon, so easy to remember. <laughs> um, so I live in Ontario, Canada, and we're just hitting the cold weather. This is coming into December and Christmas, right in the middle of COVID. So exciting times. Um, yeah, and super excited to be here. Um, I love being a guest on podcasts. So yay. <laughs> yeah, so glad you're here. So you live in Canada, and it's just now getting cold. And Adele, tell me and my listeners a little bit about the work that you do. I see that you are an sure. author of Shift, The Four Steps to Personal Empowerment. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do. Sure. So I'm best described as a behavioral change expert. I help people to change behaviors. I help them to deal with actions that are no longer working for them. And honestly, I am somebody who really wants to change the world. <laughs> and so I love working with change makers, breakers, innovators, people who really want to make a difference. And um, they know that together we can do that. That's great. When you say behavior change, what does that mean? So I work with people's brain patterns is the best way to describe it. So if you think of your brain as having a lot of channels that are all driving different information, different beliefs, different behaviors, different actions, I help people to rewire that so that they upgrade those behaviors, those beliefs, those actions, and go in the direction they want to go. So I help people to achieve their goals. I help them to find happiness and fulfillment. And I also help with relationships because it all comes down to brain patterns. 
brain pattern. This is, it's really fascinating. We talk about brain patterns and rewiring. Um, what I'm curious about, because some people still really might not understand what we're talking about. You mm-hmm. and I know what we're talking about. Yeah. But can you give me, uh, or my listeners, an example of, you know, brain patterns or the, what rewiring really means? Sure. So mostly when somebody has a problem in life, they look out there at the situation and they say, there's something wrong in the situation and I need to fix that. Or they'll look at a person if they're having a relationship problem and they say, there's something wrong in our communication or there's something wrong with that person or worse, there's something wrong with me. And I like to say that that's not actually where the problem lies. The problem is simply in a pattern that your brain has created. So when we are born as human beings, we don't have instincts like animals have, right? We all know that. But what we do have is this incredible adaptive brain that is able to piece together um, different information and store it in a brain pattern so that we can take that same action over and over again throughout our life. And sometimes those actions that we stored when we were little, they continue to work for us. And sometimes they don't. And it's when they don't that we create, and and unbeknownst to us, but we are then creating the problems that we have in the world out there. And we create problems in our relationships. And once we know that all it is is a pattern that is just causing an unworkable action or behavior or belief, then we get an opportunity to upgrade it, to change it, and then we take new actions. We have new behaviors. We have new beliefs. So hopefully that explained it. Does that yes. make sense? So if I'm hearing you correctly, if I can maybe give a scenario. Sure. I, I also work with clients in, um, in the NLP realm. And what I see are clients who I think most people can adapt or understand a um, non-supportive relationship, maybe even an abusive relationship. And mm-hmm. she, you know, had some experiences as a young woman or he as a young man was in a bad relationship and got out of it, um, started dating a little bit more, got into another relationship, ended up to be a non-supportive relationship, perhaps a um, unhe- very unhealthy relationship, says there's yeah. something wrong with me, there's something wrong with you, you know, go dating for a while, get engaged, get married, same kind of thing. Is this the pattern that you're talking about? Yeah, so that's what I would call a pattern of behavior. And um, that can definitely happen. And people like that's a really good way of describing it, Rhonda, because it's you can see the same action being taken by the person over and over again. And you can see that it doesn't work and they can see that it doesn't work, but they keep somehow falling into that same pattern of behavior. Um, So the easiest way that I like to explain it is if if somebody thinks of themselves as an iceberg at the top of the water are all of their actions all of their behaviors all of those beliefs and that includes those repetitive ones and it also includes those things that just appear to be one-offs right and then under the water are where the brain patterns lie so just think of every single one of those actions behaviors beliefs coming from a channel a neural pathway that exists in the brain And it's that neural pathway that the information runs down and that causes that person to have a behavior. So something like that, that woman has a neural pathway in her brain that's just not working for her. And it it causes her to feel attracted to the wrong person, we could say, right? The abusive partner. So 
our job is simple. We would just go in there and just gently tease apart that channel, that pattern. When that happens, the brain won't stand a void, right? Nature doesn't like that. So it would automatically snap into different channels and the person would take different actions. And it can be as simple, like I've worked with people who have chronically messy homes, right? Like one woman, she she used to describe her home like the Bermuda Triangle. Everything that came into her house would just disappear. <laughs> and so, you know, in that case, we just we just changed that pattern of behavior. And Rhonda, I'll never forget it. She called me up one day. She says, I don't get it. She said, I'm not cleaning. My house is clean. (laughs) Of course she was cleaning. It was just so effortless. It was just coming so naturally to her that it didn't feel like she was. So when we deal with the underlying pattern, rather than trying to change the action, which takes a lot of effort, right? When we deal with the underlying pattern, it just feels effortless. And that's the beauty of working with patterns. Ah, yes, because so many people despise change for that reason. There's so much effort. It's so uncomfortable. It's so scary. And the way that you're describing this, where, oh, my house is clean and I'm not even doing anything. I think that just painted a great picture for so many women who are probably listening to this right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I'll tell you a really funny story of, of a woman I know who worked with her patterns. So, you know, I gave her the technique to rewire her brain. And she had this really interesting um, conflict with her husband of 25 years. And back when they had been newlyweds, uh, or very young couple, and she had toddlers running around the house, and they just moved. And the house had this ant infestation when they moved in. So here she was dealing with kids in diapers, ants all over the house. And he says to her, I have to go on a business trip. So begrudgingly, she lets him go, right? And then he comes back and she says, and then I looked at the back of his neck and it was tanned. Well, I didn't understand what that meant, right? (laughs) And I said, what does that mean? She said, he'd gone golfing. Well, was she ever mad? (laughs) So so for 25 years, she was telling me that she had held this grudge. And every time, once in a while, it would pop back up and she would remember this story and be all angry. And so there was one time, 25 years later, and he's and their youngest child now had just moved out of the house. And he said to her, oh, great. Now we're empty nesters. And this triggered that old memory. And she was back being ticked all over again. (laughs) And so she just said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this rewiring thing, this repatterning thing. So she took herself off and, and she applied the technique. And she said, and I'm sitting there in the bathroom. And she said, and suddenly I wasn't angry anymore. So she said, you know what I did? And she starts giggling. She says, I called up a friend and I told her all about that incident. She said, and I was trying to get that incident back and I couldn't, like I couldn't get angry anymore. Wow. (laughs) So some of the some of the results are quite humorous, but in the end, it really comes down to if we know how to work with our brain, Mm. life truly does become a lot less effortless Mm -hmm. and a lot less. Um, uncomfortable, as you said, right? Because we're always trying to push up against that comfort zone rather than just knowing how to work with our brain and just step out of it or expand it. I can't help but wonder how amazing would it be for someone to learn this technique and to be able to not recall a begrudging incident? 
Yeah. Something that they were holding against somebody for so long and keeping themselves stuck. That could be amazing. Yes, yes, yeah. And and that's why, you know, like um, couples I work with who are on the verge of divorce, they go to being like newlyweds again, because all of that past, no oh, uh, waxy floor buildup, we'll call it, it just gets washed away and it's just gone. Oh, that has just got to be what a wonderful gift that you bring. It's pretty cool. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> it's really, it's really um I'm blessed to be a witness to it when it happens because it really is beautiful. Well, so tell me, Adele, how long have you been uh, working with brain patterns? So um, about 10 years now, 2011. Yeah, so we're almost at the 10-year anniversary. (laughs) And 2011 is when I I came up with this technique. And all right, so now I'm going to have to ask you, we're going to go back a little bit further. Was there a point in time... Uh, maybe a special event or a point in time that you realized that you were guided into this direction because it's been 10 years, you know, what were you doing before and how did you end up here? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, for all the listeners out there who are struggling or feel stuck, um, believe me, I can relate. <laughs> so so um, I've, I've been in the personal development industry Rhonda, for about, oh, 30, 30, 35 years. Okay. I was coaching in different um venues, different personal development programs. I was always coaching. I I was a meditation facilitator. I was a Kundalini yoga instructor. So I was trying all of this stuff that ought to have brought about transformation. And yes, it did a little bit. I am not denying that I had some breakthroughs. At the same time, I had terrible anxiety. So I, for about 10 years, I had panic attacks. Um, I also had this pattern of quitting And it didn't matter what I did, Rhonda. Like I kept applying everything that people told me to do. And believe me, if it was out there on the market, I was going to give it a try. And eventually I reached the point after about 10 years, 12 years of doing all of this personal development. And I went, okay, it can't be me. It can't be. There's something wrong with our operating instructions. There's something wrong with the way we've been taught to do this. So at that point, I I decided to go to university. So I went and I got my master's in humanities because I wanted to study. I didn't want to really study neuroscience, but I wanted to know how the human brain thinks. So I wanted to study the human equation, I like to say. Mm -hmm. And when I graduated, I went, oh, my gosh, we've got this all backwards. (laughs) We're working on, like I was saying before, we're working on the relationship or we're working on ourselves or we're working on the situation. But really, that's not where it all originates. It originates in the unconscious regions of our brain. And so once I realized that, I went, okay. So I did a deep dive into my own mind. And being a meditation facilitator, I was able to watch myself thinking. And that's how I developed a four-step technique to change that underlying pattern rather than working on the surface. And at that point, everything shifted. Oh, what a story. I love it. And, you know, it's so interesting because so many people do suffer or struggle with anxiety mm-hmm. about on different levels. You know, there's different severities of it. And for you to be, um, you know, open with that. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing that with us, because I know somebody's going to go, oh, my gosh, well, if she can do it, I can do it, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing I want to ask you is uh, why? Addressing brain patterns can be the most important step towards solving problems. Why is that so important? Because it, it, 
I think, you know, if you think about how we set out to solve a problem, we always think, start with what we know, or we'll start from the position of, I don't know, and I need to learn more. Okay, so those are the two ways that we start. We start with analyzing, researching, learning, or we start by saying, okay, I've got the answer in me, and I'm going to just use what I already the way that the human brain works is because we're always pulling from our past into our present, we actually don't know if that is the correct solution, right? And it creates a lot of confusion and model thinking and all of this stuff that we then have to wade through. But if we can start with removing what we think we know, okay, we get to the unknown and that's where all new solutions lie. So if we can just remember that everything that we know, everything that we hear, everything that we see is seen through a pre-existing pattern, then we can see that the answer doesn't actually lie in the way the brain is currently patterned. If it did, we wouldn't have the problem. Does that make sense? Yes. So the very fact that we have a problem tells us that we don't have the solution. And that if we continue with the same patterns, we won't have the solution. So that means that the only way to start is remove the pattern first, remove the pattern that's creating the problem. That brings you to the unknown. Your brain will immediately create a new pattern, but it will be upgraded to solve that solution. And so that's what makes it so easy. It's like, I don't have to worry about the solution. I don't even have to know what the solution might be. All I have to do is find the problem. And then remove that problem, knowing it's a pattern. And boom, your brain is a brilliant problem solver, and it will solve the problem for you. I like it. Hopefully that makes sense. It's a little tricky to understand, right? Because we're so used to searching for solutions. We're so used to thinking that we'll know when we see it. The problem is, is we know everything through what's already there in our head. <laughs> the other problem with, I'll note when I see it, is it depends on what colored glasses that you're looking through. Right. I did an episode a while back. It was called Rose Colored Glasses. And that was just about this. You know, your perception of where you're looking from as opposed to what you're looking at. And it can distort things. So, exactly. Yeah. So we, we, we walk around very distorted in our own minds. And, you know, um, I can remember, too, talking to a friend of mine, going back to your analogy of how it was working. You know, the, I used to say we need a user's manual for our minds, you know, we're not born with one. So we don't really understand how it all works. And we're just conditioned based on things that we see and watch and observe and taste and touch. So, you know, these are things that happen to us as we grow up and our experiences and the meanings that we put to them, right? which create our patterns. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. One of the things that I would love to just touch on is I I see that communicate like relationships is a a topic that I'm very passionate about. And I don't mean intimate relationships, you know, husband and wife. I mean, as a human being, a society, uh, communication relationships. And I I see a lot of disconnect. And Mm -hmm. I've been observing this over the last few years. And now with COVID, the pandemic, there's even a bigger disconnection. So, I, you know, I see you're nodding. So tell me, am I, am I kind of seeing my own stuff through rose-colored glasses, if you will? Or do you see the same thing, that uh, a disconnect with relationships and, connect and communication? 
Absolutely. You know, there's a there's a brilliant book out there by Ian McGilchrist. It's called The Master and His Emissary. And it's about the way our brain works and how the hemispheres are divided. So right brain from left brain. And he talks about how he's a psychiatrist. He studied the brain and he's looked at how we used to see these brain hemispheres. And I'm sure all of your listeners have heard something like the right brain is creative, the left brain is logical, right? I mean, that's typically the way we're used to thinking of the brain. And he says, no, that's actually not what's going on. He said, it's, what's happening is that each hemisphere is responsible for a different level of awareness. So he uses an analogy of a bird that is pecking in the gravel looking for seed. So at the same time that that bird is trying to find seed, it is also needing to be on the lookout for predator and prey and mates that might potentially be around it. And those are two very, very different levels of awareness. One is focused in very narrowly on one particular thing and what that bird already knows. It knows seed, so it has to find seed, right? The other awareness is this broad, open, sustained awareness that, that can't limit anything in order to know about predators and prey, right? Right. So the left hemisphere, how, the, how nature did this, is it just divided the hemispheres in two. And it said, okay, left hemisphere, you'll be responsible for finding what we already know and being able to focus. And right hemisphere, you keep your eye all the way out here and make sure you're, you're aware of everything so that if we're in danger or if a mate comes along, we'll be ready, right? And so this brilliant way of handling both awarenesses at the same time. So the right hemisphere is very much about relationships, as you're saying, right? It's very much about being connected to our environment and to each other. The problem is, is over time, our left hemisphere has been strengthened through our education and, and just from the way that we use the left hemisphere, it's gaining strength and it's now cut off from that right hemisphere. And so, yes, according to Ian McGillicrist and everything that I've seen and probably you've seen as a coach, we are becoming more and more individual and less and less communal and connected. Right? And that's why we need to rebuild that communication between the hemispheres so that the right hemisphere's way of perceiving the world can be more balanced with the left hemisphere's narrow focus in. And the left is very much about utility. So it's all about making money and um, making money and using things, using tools, um, logic, um, writing, things like that, things that we are very much in the world. We need to just rebuild that communication between the hemispheres because these hemispheres are becoming more and more divided, as I was saying. And so as we do that, we move from the um, individual focus to more of what I call group consciousness, so more awareness of how we impact other people. And again, I mean, I'm not, I'm not making anybody wrong. We're all, we are deeply connected as human beings. It's just that we are becoming more and more cut off from our access to that in the right hemisphere. Yes, and what what I see is with that becoming more aware of how. I'm impacting you, how yeah. I'm affecting my husband. So those are the connections that, you know, I look closely at. Um, I feel like that's a very, especially with my listeners, they are generally uh, women working from home, juggling a whole bunch of stuff like you and I both are doing right now. And we, and I, and I see that in groups, the few times that I've been out this year 
and we are, I don't want to say self-absorbed. I mean, that's not really what I'm saying, but I, I'm so focused like the bird with the seed, you know, yeah. I, I'm so focused on I'm here and I'm supposed to be doing this. And um, I, I forgot that I'm in a group of four other people and perhaps we should make sure we actually know who's here. Who are you? Um, I just did this the other night at dinner. I'm uh, in a group and a homeschool group and there's a mom's night out. And obviously with COVID, we haven't had an opportunity to go out very often. And it's kind of an assumed position that, well, you must know each other. So we were all talking and I can remember us feeling a little awkward <laughs> to say the least. And I was very aware because I'm just in that space of everybody's energy and the conversation. And, you know, I said to the one mom, I was asking her about how many children she has. And I went, and so your name is, <laughs> and your name is, <laughs> and the other woman who was in charge of creating the event, she went, ooh, you know, I just kind of thought everybody knew everybody. <laughs> right. So um, I, I think it's very interesting. Um, I can use that analogy now, the bird with, you know, the, the seed and the predator. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, Ian McGilchrist. So that wasn't my analogy. So <laughs> look him up. He's amazing. And tell me again, what what's the name? Ian? The name of his book, Ian McGilchrist, MC. G-I-L-C-H-R-I-S-T. Okay, we'll look that up. Well, as we are wrapping up our time together, Adele, I would love for you to um, share with my listeners, you know, any information about your book, The Four Shifts to Personal Empowerment. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about that? Sure. So it's called Shift oh, and sure. then Four Steps to Personal Empowerment. Um, so it, it, outlines all the four steps. So if any of your listeners would like a breakthrough and they want to know how to use this technique, um, they all the four steps are in there. And they can get it at my website, shift4, that's the number four steps.com. And it, they can get it for free. All I ask is that they pay for the shipping. Uh, but I really do want to spread this technique as far and wide as I can and help as many people as I can. So they are welcome to get that. They're also welcome to join um, my training program, which they get with me live, like they, there's live group coaching for four weeks. And then if it's for them, they are welcome to continue. And if it's not, they are welcome just to not continue. So that's another way that they can also gain the four steps as well. Fantastic. And that information is on your website, correct? It's on the website, www.shift. Four, that's the number four steps.com. Perfect. Well, that will be in our show notes. Adele, I appreciate you and your time so much today and for sharing your wisdom and knowledge to help uh, change the world one person at a time. Thank you. Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure. And thank you, Rhonda, for doing what you do. Thank I you. appreciate your podcast hosting. Thank you. So if you enjoyed our guest, Adele Spragan today, be sure to connect with her on her website. Uh, check out the show notes. If you like the show, please share it with a friend and give it a five-star rating. We appreciate you. This is Rhonda Simrelli with A Balanced Life for You.